0: Good evening and welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish here at St. Mary of the Mount Church as we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Lent. Assisting us today, our lector is Henry Hegerly. Serving as your musician, my name is Thomas Conroy and I'm happy to have members of the bell choir here to enhance the liturgy. And our presider is Father Daniel.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. As we gather to celebrate Lent, in our journey together, typically on the fourth Sunday of Lent, we mark what is known as Laetare Sunday. Laetare Laetare is Latin for rejoice, because it's supposed to help us remember and recognize that the celebrations of easter are fast approaching meaning our salvation is close at hand and that is cause to rejoice and therefore we celebrate in our catholic faith tradition letare sunday and we mark it with some more festive colors and that's why we wear rose colored vestments And we uh, uh, are having bells in the the celebration of the liturgy, again, to lift us up a little bit more to celebrate our salvation close at hand. And with that said, let us now pause for a moment and call to mind those times in our lives where we did not live our dignity as daughters and sons of God. And those times where we did not respect and honor the dignity of others let us open ourselves up more deliberately, more honestly to God's healing and strengthening forgiveness. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten toward the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever
2: and ever. Please now be seated for readings from sacred scripture. A reading from the second book of Chronicles. In those days, all the princes of Judah, the priests, and the people, added infidelity to infidelity, practicing all the abominations of the nations, and polluting the Lord's temple, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. Early and often did the Lord, the God of their fathers, send his messengers to them, for he had compassion on his people and his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised their warnings, and scoffed at their prophecies, until the anger of the Lord against his people was so inflamed that there was no remedy. Their enemies burnt the house of God, tore down the walls of Jerusalem, and set set its palaces afire, and destroyed the precious objects. Those who escaped the sword were carried captive to Babylon, where they became servants of the king of the Cadillacs and his sons, until the kingdom of Persia came to power. All of this was to fill the word of the Lord, spoken by Jeremiah. Until the land has retrieved its lost Sabbath, during all the time it lies waste, it shall have rest, while the 70 years are fulfilled. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord, spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord inspired King Cyrus of Persia to issue the proclamation throughout his kingdom, both by word of mouth and in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord, the God of heaven, has given to me. And he has also charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever, therefore, among you belongs to any part of his people, let him go up, and may his God be with him. The Word of the Lord.
0: Psalm 137. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. By the streams of Babylon, we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. On the aspens of that land, we hung up our harps. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. For there, our captors asked of us the lyrics of our songs, and our despoilers urged us to be joyous. Sing for us the songs of Zion. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. How could we sing a song of the Lord in a foreign land? If I ever forget you, Jerusalem, May my right hand be forgotten. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. May my tongue cleave to my palate if I remember you not, if I place not Jerusalem ahead of my joy. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you.
2: A reading for the letter of Saint Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, God, who is rich in mercy, because of the great love he had for us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, brought us to life with Christ. By grace you have been saved, raised us, raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the the immeasurable riches of his grace and his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from you, it is a gift of God. It is not from work, so no one may boast. For we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance. And we should live in them. The word of the Lord.
3: Thanks be to God. Glory to you, O Word of God, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. Glory to you, O word of God, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: The Lord be with you.
3: With your spirit:
1: A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to Nicodemus, "Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. To the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever heard that adage? It is better to give than to receive. I've looked at, looked at that and thought about that in a whole different light just recently. It's better to give than to receive. Keep that in your head for a moment. The readings you just heard beautifully proclaimed, please take a look at them. The first reading from the book of Chronicles is detailing the infidelities, the iniquities, the horrible sins of Israel, and recalling God's tender mercy. In those days, all the princes of Judah, the priests, and the people added Infidelity to infidelity. And then right thereafter, early and often did the Lord, the God of their fathers, offer compassion on his people. Infidelity and to infidelity by the people, early and often the mighty and tender love and mercy of God Almighty. It's just to just think about that. It's reminding us in the people of Israel and all of us now, thousands of years later, that our sins, as horrible as they are, are substance for forgiveness, Our <laughs> opportunities for God to offer us an intimate experience of His love. And what is that? Mercy. <laughs> it's a fascinating you know, spin in God's providential care. That He does not want us to sin. Absolutely. And I'm not, we're not celebrating the infidelities of Israel. But we're recognizing them. We're acknowledging them. And we're also acknowledging that they welcomed God's mercy and compassion and were healed. Were they healed forever? No. You know the rest of the story. They failed again. And God, early and often, offered them his compassion. A fascinating dynamic. And that's what, in a sense, we're entering into this dynamic in this covenant that we've been sharing and talking about for many months now. This covenant experience that we are entering into as a people with one another. And a covenant is a fancy word from our Jewish Hebrew tradition, now our Catholic tradition. Covenant is a fancy word that means an agreement, a a contract, but it goes deeper than that in our theology, in our, in our faith tradition, it goes deeper. It goes into a promise and a relationship. And in that relationship, there's a dynamic. And that dynamic is what we are engaging in in our community covenant, the dynamic of prayer, the dynamic of outreach, the dynamic of service, the dynamic of nurturing. The dynamic of going forth as apostles and the dynamic of embracing one another. And those dynamics is not only that us are going to be doing it, but the dynamic is also us receiving it. Isn't that a beautiful reality? Because quite often when someone tells me what something's going to happen to me, I'm like, oh, now, what do I have to do now? And that's what you're probably thinking with this covenant for many weeks. (laughs) Now, what do we have to do? More that we have to do. The beautiful thing that we are reminded in the covenants with God, as we learned last week, what was the covenant with God that was ratified with Moses? The Ten Commandments we know it as. But how did that covenant begin? It began with the first and foremost of all commandments. I am the Lord your God. And it's not coming down with force and and, and, and and pain. God is coming down with that covenant, that promise, offering the people Israel through the extension of Moses himself. <laughs> He's saying, I am the Lord your God. Do you remember that from last week's readings? He's offering himself to the people Israel. That is the commandment, if you want to make it the commandment, but that's the promise. That's the covenant that God entered in with the people of Israel. And we think everything that comes after that are commandments. And yes, we look at them that way, sadly. But if you think about it, if God is our God, if we truly accepted God as our God, which he is offering to people Israel and Moses, and now all of us, if we just accepted God as our God, we would certainly I want to honor our parents. We would certainly <laughs> want to respect and honor the dignity of all life. We would certainly not want to be deceptive and and deceitful towards one another. We would certainly respect people's property. Isn't that fascinating way to look at the Ten Commandments? It's a way to look at that covenant relationship, first and foremost, accepting God as our God. And in this relationship, accepting God's love, first and foremost. And when we sin, in this dynamic, we accept God's mercy. And if we sin again, we don't want to sin. But when we do sin again, we accept God's mercy. And he lifts us up again. How does this translate into our lives? Not only to experience the freeing power of God's forgiveness and the sacrament of reconciliation, which I encourage you to do every Wednesday here, Saturday afternoon down at St. Adelbert, and any time by appointment, you can call me, you can say, hey, Father, I wanna to go to confession. You come up after, after daily mass, I'll hear your confession. No problem, it's about freedom. It's about receiving God's love. And the beautiful thing, how does this translate other than that into our lives? That some people come to me and say, well, Father, I'm, I'm very independent. And I've been, I've been self-sufficient my whole life. And that's a beautiful thing, good for you. And I have been helpful to so many people. I do this, I do that, I do this. And that's so great and we celebrate together how wonderful they have been. But then they say, oh, but it's so hard for me to accept help from others. Ah, isn't that fascinating? It's so hard for me to accept the help of another because I'm so into that self-sufficiency lie. We're not self-sufficient, that's the lie of the devil. We need God and we need one another. And the beautiful thing about loving and charity and the covenant, it's not only what we are doing, it's what we, it's what's, what's happening to us or what's being offered to us and what we are receiving. So with that in mind, think about it. It's not only good to help others and to be kind to others and to love others, it's also good to receive the kindness of others, to receive the compassion of others, to receive the love of others. And sometimes that's more difficult, isn't that funny? Sometimes that's more difficult because of our ego, because of our pride, because of the lie of our self-sufficiency. But if we could learn a lesson of the people Israel, or learn from them, and learn from our own past mistakes, or learn from the mistakes of others. If we would just allow ourselves to be loved, yes, share that love with others, absolutely. But when we are in need, allow other people to help us. Because in the mysterious providence of God, what does that do? It gives that other person an opportunity To go outside themselves in love so in reality in needing another you're giving them a gift the gift to offer love to you let us now turn to our loving father as his beautiful children let us ask our father to hear our prayers by responding lord hear our
2: prayer For Grace, who will receive the second scrutiny this weekend, that God will free her from the false values that can blind us, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the poor, the sick, the hungry, the unemployed, and those facing difficult problems, that God will touch them with his love and mercy, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For healing and strength, that God will heal the sick, curb the transmission of the coronavirus, sustain caregivers, and guide those who are looking to administer the vaccine, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Remember all parishioners and friends on our prayer list. and We ask God to comfort them and to ease their pain and suffering, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Robert Duke, Regina Rakilis, Gertrude Reebok and Joseph Terragrosso. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We remember today Brian T. Cura and all the intentions present on the altar along those we hold the silence of our hearts. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Our prayer for unity. We raise our voices to the most blessed Virgin Mary, our Mother, and to her most gracious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greatest commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit. In your name we pray, amen.
1: Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now joyfully dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. and and lead us us not not into temptation temptation, but deliver us from evil deliver us lord we pray from every evil graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our savior jesus christ lord jesus christ who said to your apostles peace i leave you my peace i give you look not on our sins but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with
3: your spirit. Let
1: us offer each other a sign of peace. Peace, 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 peace. For those unable to join us physically, we now pray the prayer for spiritual communion.
2: My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already the there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: A few announcements. In today's bulletin and on our website, there is some information concerning Catholics and COVID vaccinations. The Ladies of Charity are asking for donations of postage stamps and greeting cards to help with their ministry to the homebound and those in nursing homes. See today's bulletin for ways to help support their ministry. Thank you to everyone who patronized our fish fry this past week, your support is greatly appreciated. The parish will hold a fish fry every Friday during Lent in Sullivan Hall here in Mount Washington. The fish fries will be takeout only. There will be a fish fry on the south side as well at the parish center on Good Friday.
1: So while it is always better to give than to receive, What I'm coming to realize, and I should have, my my mind was all uptight, I guess, my thinking was all uptight on it. It's it's also good and necessary to receive. You know, we say that it's better to give than to receive. Then we forget about the receiving part. (laughs) It's good. It's actually our Christian duty. If you think about it, think about it. You know, some people get all uptight and they feel all guilty when they have to ask someone for help but what you're doing in God's providential care is you're giving them a gift you're giving them an opportunity to go outside themselves (laughs) (laughs) it's a fascinating conundrum isn't it a paradox I guess anyway good stuff let us stand and pray (laughs) oh God who enlighten everyone who comes into this world illuminate our hearts we pray with the splendor of your grace that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity through christ our lord Amen. the lord be with you Amen. bow down for the blessing look upon these those who you have called, O Lord, and sustain the weak, give life by your unfailing light to those who walk in the shadow of death and bring those rescued by your mercy from every evil to reach the highest good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.
2: This podcast is
1: the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe and please know that we are always praying for you.
3: Jesus, remember me when you